0: You're listening to The book Story and Podcast, a podcast for book lovers and bookstagrammers. Hello and welcome to The Bookstoring Podcast season four finale. My name is Tegan and I am your host. On this episode of the podcast, Kath from At Cubs and Thoughts joins me for a game of reading challenge roulette. Kath and I chat about her bookstagram as well as her shop at mythoughtful.space. We then play a game of Reading Challenge Roulette where we have put a range of prompts into an online generator and we answer whatever prompts come up. I can reassure you that there are no spoilers on this episode. I hope you enjoy. Hi Kath, welcome to the and podcast.
1: Hi Tegan, thank you so much for having me here.
0: You're welcome. I'm looking forward to talking to you, not just about books, but also about journals and your business as well tonight.
1: Definitely me too.
0: Excellent. Let's jump straight into the icebreaker question. And the icebreaker (laughs) question is, what book are you going to read next?
1: That is a very tough question, actually, because I tend to read quite a lot of books at the same time. So I guess right now I'm reading um, The Labyrinth of the Spirits by Carlos Ruiz Zafon. I've mentioned it a few times on my Instagram now, <laughs> um, but I guess once I've finished reading that, I will pick up The Dragon Republic by R.F. Kuang. I am actually I was actually currently reading that book before um, The Labyrinth of the Spirits, but then I, I put it down for a while and I've ch- sort, sort of like changed to another um, genre, but I think I might pick that up again. Um, and I also like to pick up an audiobook or an ebook along the way as well, so I guess it all really depends, Um, but right now I guess it would be The Dragon Republic by R.F. Kwong, and yeah, what about yourself? I always find that so fascinating
0: when people can read more (laughs) than one book, like I can do an audio and a physical book, but that's about it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) I guess it's it's a lot like um, it's based on your mood, like sometimes at night you want something more light, and then morning you want something more, I guess, meaningful and like deep I don't know it just really depends on your mood sometimes yeah
0: you've bought a new definition to mood reading for me because I would say I'm a mood reader but I'm a mood reader in the fact that I'll go what do I feel like reading this week and I haven't thought about it in the way that you think (laughs) about it where you're like what do I feel like reading tonight after I've just had this day or what do I feel like reading this morning before I start doing this today or you know, because you might start a book on a Saturday or a Sunday, and then you have a really yeah. heavy Tuesday, and it's suddenly what you're reading on the weekend might not be what you're in the mood for.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting that you brought that up because it's like lots of things can happen in a day, and then like your emotions are everywhere. Sometimes, like, you're feeling upset or you're feeling really enthusiastic, so that really depends on like what kind of book you want to read next. So, yeah, and I it's important for me because that also reflects how I can feel about a book so if I'm reading a book right now and I'm like this I don't have the capacity for this book right now I'll have to put it down so I don't you know so my feelings don't really affect how I feel about the book because that will be quite unfair to people who want to pick it up next and yeah stuff like that yeah
0: Thank you for sharing that insight with me.
1: <laughs> no worries, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I,
0: um, I'm currently reading at the moment, Us Against You by Frederick Backman. And just to be Ooh. open and honest with all the listeners, we are recording this late 2021. And I started reading <laughs> Us Against You on Christmas Day. And mm. it's quite, it's, um, it's heavy. Like, it's really okay. heavy. And when I picked it up Christmas Day, I was like, mm, is this is really... <laughs> This is really what you should be reading, like to start Christmas Day.
1: <laughs> right, right, yeah. Is it like when you say heavy? Is it like sad, or is it yes. like very, It's very, uh, um, okay.
0: it's very emotional, and right. it deals with some really heavy themes as well. Okay. Um, and it's it's I, ha- I as I've been reading it, so it's the sequel to Bear Town. Um, and as I've been oh, reading yeah. it at the start, I had this bit of a pull away of going, why am I reading this book on Christmas day? <laughs> or why am I reading this book in this, like I'm going to use the term Twixmas because I saw it come up <laughs> on something the other day where it's between yep. Christmas and New Year's.
1: All right. Why
0: have I picked Twixmas <laughs> <laughs> to read this book?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: Um, but it's <laughs> I think it's a very important read and it's just done so yep. well, but because that's okay. been particularly heavy, It's actually taken me a little while to decide what I want to read next. Uh, So I sat and admired my TBR shelf (laughs) probably about 20 minutes before we started recording the podcast. And I want to read next Good Girl, Bad Blood by Holly Jackson. So it's the sequel to A Good Girl's Guide to Murder.
1: Yes, I have heard of that. I've heard really, really good things about it actually. So yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah.
0: It's a good like thriller YA series. Yeah. Yeah. And even though like I didn't absolutely love and didn't absolutely rave about the first book, I'm intrigued yeah. because I want to know what happens to the main character. Like okay, I just want to yeah. know more about her life. Um, yeah. And being a being YA, I'm hoping it might, whilst there'll still be some uh, important topics explored, no doubt. And um, they might, there might still be those heavier themes. I'm hoping it's not going to be as full on as Us Against You.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I hope, I hope so too for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, I was just wondering though, like when you were mm-hmm. reading um, that, um, what was it? What was the author's name again? Sorry.
0: Um, Us Against You was the book. Yeah, uh, Us Against You. Yep, sorry, yeah. Frederick Backman.
1: So when you were reading that book, um, did you feel like you wanted to? I guess switch up for another, like, lighter read? Or did you feel like you wanted to just push on and, like, finish that book?
0: I think because I'm such a monogamist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's like, I want to push through and finish this. And I think the other flip side of it is, and look, I blame Bookstagram. This is definitely one of the bad habits that I've picked up on Bookstagram. But I'm so much more aware of how many days left there is of a month.
1: Mm Because yeah,
0: yeah. I was like, all right, I want to squeeze it into 2021. It's also got to be in my December wrap oh, up. Right. Like, <laughs> um, if if I was to start a book, like, so if I finish Bear Town tonight, like when we wrap up the recording, and I'll pick yeah. up good, good Girl Bad Blood tomorrow, that doesn't really bother me. That like, there's a little oh, a few right. days crossover. But I think yeah. particularly, like, I knew this book would probably take me like five or six days to read. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I want to get it into this month.
1: okay yeah i i can understand that i can relate to that as well so yeah
0: yeah and i've been doing i'm trying to shake up my theme for next year Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons why I picked Us Against You to finish this year is I've got this really nice photo of it that I took when I was in Launceston <laughs> and I purchased yeah. the book in Launceston as well. Like and oh, I and I really like the photo I have of it and I'm like if I don't <laughs> use it now my twenty twenty two theme is is yeah, it's so different. It's the I it's see, just not I gonna see. go with it. <laughs>
1: that's a very valid reason (laughs) it is it is it truly is
0: (laughs) yeah bookstagram what like hashtag bookstagram problems (laughs) exactly
1: exactly
0: (laughs) so as i've said we do both have a bookstagram account so kath yours is at cups and thoughts can you describe your handle for my listeners
1: sure thing so cups and thoughts is actually a new name i think if I remember correctly, I renamed my bookstagram maybe a year and a half year a, a year and a half sorry, a year and a half ago or maybe it was two years ago. Um, it was initially Bookish Smog, <laughs> which is really funny because I'm if anyone out uh, there is a Lord of the Rings fan, um, Smog is a dragon in the series, and I don't actually watch or read any of the um books or the film so that's that's just really funny to me so I was like I think I need to change my name to something that you know relates more to me and to what I share online so um people are always saying yeah you always have a cup of tea and I guess an open journal or an open book in your in your picture and like that's really like it's a really cozy thing to sort of like put up online and like people really like it and I like it as well so I'm like I want my name to reflect something, to reflect the content that I put up online. So I guess I knew I wanted the name, I wanted the word cups in it because that's just, I quite like cups. It's just cute in some way. So that I guess um, initially I was thinking like cups and books, but then I was like, it's not just books in my account here. I have like journals and like writings and all that. So I guess that's just where thoughts come in. So like with my annotations and my journal. Um, It's all my thoughts, so hence the name Cops and Thoughts.
0: (laughs) I really like when people tell me how they came up with their handle, because there can be such interesting stories behind that, (laughs) that you don't necessarily get from someone's content. You don't get the thought process, to pardon the pun, of what they've gone through to get there.
2: Yeah.
0: So your Bookstagram feed, uh, for people who are listening, like, these, these are some of the Words that I would use to sum it up: there's weathered journals, annotated pages, worn (laughs) books, cups of tea, and stationery galore. (laughs) So, if you are also a book lover and you uh, you enjoy those kinds of aesthetics, Cups and Thoughts is definitely a page for you to follow. (laughs) So, as um, (laughs) (laughs) very
1: welcome.
0: I recently, as of August twenty twenty, started keeping a reading journal. Okay, and yep. I love seeing other people's reading journals and what they keep in them and uh, even the aesthetics they create. Like I certainly don't always have a whole lot of time to build this beautiful journal, uh, mm-hmm. but I started to, re- to keep that journal around the same time I started thinking about the podcast. So I had yeah. a really great touchstone to come back to. Mm-hmm. When did you start keeping reading journals and why did you start them?
1: so my reading journal isn't just a reading journal it's I guess I would say it's my like sort of daily journal um, so I started keeping one I want to say when I was in high school maybe so that's about uh, like four or five years ago um, I started out just listing what I've been reading and what I've just finished reading and just like my really short reviews of it of the books that I finished reading and then it just sort of grew and expanded to like my Um, sort of like life journal as well where I would write down my um, journal entries like oh what happened today what sort of exciting thing happened today and all that and then I've just sort of mashed it up with also like book reviews and like TBRs and wrap-ups but the journals that people would see today um, in my feed um, it would I guess it's more of a um life journal because i don't really write down what sort of books i read anymore and all that i just i use an app for that now um like goodreads or a literal um and yeah so um but i've actually been thinking of um keeping a specific reading journal um that's like a um it's that's made for my longer I guess bookish thoughts for what, like for example when I'm reading a book then I I have lots of things to say I, I usually just put it down in a post-it note but if it's much longer than just that square of a post-it note I like to write it down in a journal and just keep it with me when I'm reading a book so yeah that's that's how it's come to be <laughs>
0: and there's some good little tips for people too like if they already keep a journal in some other for some other aspect of their life incorporating reading or the books that they're reading into that journal is a really easy step in um and then yes something as simple as starting with post-it notes and even then having those post-it notes then collated um, into a journal would be great too
1: yeah i agree i agree
0: and whilst, uh, whilst apps are very practical and, um, and I certainly use them as well. I find that as I read, I'll have these little thoughts pop up into my head and I yeah, might not definitely. necessarily have that app open or the, the drive to open up that app and write something down oh, because right. I'm invested right.
1: in reading. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like do you keep a reading journal yourself? You yes. Do, right? so, yeah, yeah. So I've
0: been keeping up with it, but I've, I find I'm I, I'll at the moment where I'm at with it and it's not ideal is that I finish <laughs> a book and I'll open up StoryGraph and I'll just like do a bit of a brain dump and then Ooh, form okay. that into a review, like kind of, yeah. so it'll take, yeah, it takes a little while, but okay. what I would prefer to do is as I'm having those thoughts as I'm reading is write them into a reading journal. So I'm hoping like that. that, yeah, Yeah. So I'm hoping that 2022, I'll actually (laughs) do that a bit better. And maybe like, I I think my problem is I was listing everything down the page. So, and being a really like logical, organized person, that doesn't always necessarily help you when you're writing a review, if you're writing all these thoughts down in order. So I'm thinking of doing a bit more of a mind map in 2022
1: yeah 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 Yeah.
0: so it doesn't have to feel like it all happens in order like i might think this about this character so i'll write it up here and then i think this about the set or i found a cool quote like it can be a little bit more sporadic and less organized
1: yeah yeah i really really like that yeah because um i guess that's what i do as well like when i'm annotating i i have random post-it notes on every page and then when i'm writing a review i just sort of collect those post-it notes and then Tip them down and sort of write my, write my book review from that. So like, yeah, kind of like a mind map as well, like what you said. So that that's really helpful actually. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing you doing that in, in 2022.
0: And erasable pens is the other thing <laughs> that I want to make sure that I use in it because yeah. oh, I love erasable pens and there's so many I more see, colors.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. They're really great. They are.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if I change my mind about something, I can rub it out.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah, always.
0: <laughs> so that also feeds into my next question that I have for you, Kath. And it is, do yeah. you have any advice for people who would like to start annotating their books? I know it can be quite a controversial thing for some <laughs> people who are listening, but I wish that I did it a lot more. And I, I wish mm. that the books that I loaned out to my friends, they could see like underlines or notes around it or yeah. So sorry if you don't like it and you're listening (laughs) but you might actually come to enjoy it eventually but yes do Mm -hmm. you have any advice Kath?
1: Yes so I would suggest um, if you are like me who in the past um, has never really thought of annotating who was also really scared of you know making a mark on a pristine book that you just bought from the bookstore and stuff like that you start with pencil and then you can just um, underline some words or you can write down whatever you like on the pages or if you like just use a post-it note or like a sticky tab to write down whatever you like like your thoughts of um, the book and then so those things are changeable you can erase them you can remove them it's fine and then once you feel like you're comfortable you can I guess sort of transition to like pens Um, because I feel like pens are to me I I like I just like how they look on on the pages it's just like it's very like academic so I really like that look (laughs) Um, yeah and another tip is to not really have a structure for annotating because lots of people have been asking me like oh how do you annotate how do you go about annotating your books is there any sort of um, organizational structure that you have here Um, I don't Um, literally I just read a book I think it's funny I just write a little like lol next to it or like a little haha next to it and then if I find something that's really meaningful I write about it it's nothing um structured again so literally as you as you read just write Um, that also I guess elevates your reading experience because then you're sort of interacting with the stories and the characters and just the writing in general and um yeah I think that's my general tip just to um Slow down, start from writing with a pencil, and then once you get comfortable, you can change to a pen, it's up to you, or you can keep a notebook next to you as well. It's really up to you as long as it helps you um, learn about the book better, and if it helps you um, with your reading experience, then just do whatever you like to do, really, yeah.
0: I think they're really great words of advice, and it certainly makes it less daunting. Mm -hmm. as well like it can be quite simplistic and it can be whatever you want it to be
1: yeah Uh, definitely
0: yeah and I do know there are a few other accounts like bookstagram accounts out there that do reading journals and they might color code certain things Um, so like color coding Mm -hmm. like plots or characters or key quotes and things like that so if you are someone who's a color color coder look I I do really (laughs) enjoy color coding but I certainly haven't gone that far with reading annotations
1: Um, yeah same
0: and I also want to say I really love the phrase that you use of elevates your reading experience because that's Mm -hmm. exactly what it does
1: yeah definitely yeah um like you said um, um you were saying um you wish you annotated more and when you were loading out your books to your friends um I actually did one um once I borrowed out a book to a cousin of mine I think I borrowed her um made you up by Francesca Zappia I think that was the book I annotated um, from the very beginning, um, and then um, there was this quote that I wrote. Like, um, so they were introducing a, a male protagonist, and then I was saying, "Ooh, like he's cute." And then she would like take a picture of my annotation. She was like, "Oh, this is the kind of guy." you Like, so it's like it's just really funny. Like that sort of like um, interaction you can get with the story and with also people you're you're lending out your books to. So it's just like small interactions like that. It, it just really makes you feel more for the book and the author who writes it so that's just yeah the small things you know
0: (laughs) yeah and I certainly um I think that would be a cool thing to do and to encourage uh, the people who write my books to do as well Uh, one book that I think is worth mentioning is Words in Deep Blue by Kath Crowley and uh, that's a YA book and it is it centers around um, a like two young protagonists, but in yep. particular, the idea of a letter library is built within the story. So one of the main settings of the story is a bookstore, but in this one particular mm-hmm. part of the bookstore, there's a letter library where people can actually write notes to each other in books, or they can read and annotate a book and then bring it back and someone else picks oh, wow. it up and reads and annotates it. So, Kath, you are a very busy woman because not only do you have a very successful Bookstagram account, you also have a wonderful business called My Thoughtful Space. And if you'd like to know the handle for that account, it's at My Thoughtful Space. So, Kath, can you tell me a little bit about your business and share it with others?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, so, My Thoughtful Space is a sort of, um, as the name sort of depicts, it's a... Um, space of thoughtful things, Um, (laughs) I create um, stickers and um, the stickers have themes that center around like coziness and like academia um, and like autumn, stuff like that, sort of like the things that reflect um, my, my feed as well, like with books and like journals and tea and all that. And yeah, um, these stickers are really great for like your journals or like your planners if you really um, like decorating your um, pages. So um, yeah, I guess that um, my thoughtful space really is to sort of inspire people to, um, I guess, add more colors into their lives and also to really... Um, Um, use it as a way to be more creative with their um, decorating and like their journaling and all that. So yeah, that's, that's all about my thoughtful space.
0: also comes very thoughtfully wrapped when you receive it as well <laughs> so it would make a really beautiful gift for a friend that you know who yes. might be into <laughs> journaling or paper craft. like you could make some cool things with it or like scrapbooking with it as well so yeah um, it is a, a really cool business that you've created how can Thank people you purchase your much. products
1: um so i um, my thoughtful space is available on etsy and also on squarespace Um, so I have, um, so the official website is on Squarespace, but then, um, if any of you are from the EU or the UK, um, you can only purchase your um, purchase stickers through Etsy because there are some tax, um, taxes involved that I can't really process through Squarespace, but, um, yeah, um, I'd also like to mention that, um, 10% of all proceeds always go to different organizations every month, um, because that's sort of like a giving back program that I've just started initiating um I guess mid this year I want to say so yeah um yeah that's that's another thing
0: (laughs) yeah and you also share on your bookstagram account as well uh, what you've donated your profits or that 10 percent yeah. Profits too, as well. So yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. So if you are listening <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you uh, want to check it out, please do. So again, that handle is at mythoughtful.space. And um, have you got the Squarespace address that you want to plug at all, or like if you Google <laughs> it, or
1: <laughs> yeah, the Squarespace address is mythoughtfulspace.com. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
2: And are you also super hungry for learning and growing? Do you love just being a sponge of life and of people? Now, this is the place for you, for people who love books and the experience that books bring you, but also seek to find more in what books can do for you. This is dog Book Club. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as Bebe by many. And the mission at Dog Eared is to connect you all to books, thought leaders, and avid readers of the world. Each month, I invite you to sit down with me as I ask about books that have impacted the lives of my guests, inspiring leaders and change makers of various industries. In order to get the entirety of the Dog Eared experience, you can go beyond the podcast and become a member of our incredible Mighty Networks community get access to bonus episodes, content, member-exclusive events, like group leader seminars, go to dogyardbookclub.co and join today. Thank you so, so much, you guys. I adore you, and I cannot begin to tell you how grateful I am for your support and your just absolute participation in any way, shape, or form in the Dog Year Book Club community. I cannot wait to see what books and what people impact your life.
0: On to the book chat portion. This yep, is definitely. back by popular demand because so many of <laughs> you like to see a reading challenge roulette. So, what Kath and I are about to do is play a game of reading challenge roulette where I'm going to use an online random generator and I have imported a range of prompts into this generator. We're going to spin about four to six prompts and answer them each. Now these can be books that we've either read or that are sitting on our ever-growing list of TBR. (laughs) (laughs) Kath, you ready to go?
1: I'm ready. Oh, I'm a little nervous, not going (laughs) to (laughs) lie.
0: All right, let's spin the wheel. Okay. The prompt yeah. that we have just spun up is a book from the Black Lives Matter reading list. So, yes. Kath, would you like to go first?
1: Yes, I would. I am um, very happy that this question came up because the book that I've um, chosen for this is Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Um, I listened to this book on audiobook just this year, actually, and um, spoiler alert, <laughs> um, it's in my um, favorite book books of 2021 list um it's honestly just brilliant uh people say that the physical book is really good but I think the audiobook is just a whole other different um reading slash listening experience the narrator is the author himself and he is just so brilliant he is so funny and entertaining um the book talks about the author's childhood um living with living during the I guess towards the end of the um, South African apartheid, um, where literally him being born is a crime because his mom is a um, black South African woman and his um, dad is a white South South African man, so that's literally it was not um, a legal thing to do to um, get married um, and have a and have children during that time. So. It's just him navigating through um, his childhood, and also him going through the weirdest and the most funny and unforgettable um, memories of his childhood, and also um, to his present life. He is the talk show host of the Daily Show, I believe. Um, I don't watch it, but I think I might want to get into um, the show because he's just—he is so funny. I've been there are so many moments where I would just laugh out loud um, and just really laugh and comment verbally on the things that he talked about in the book and it's just it's hilarious it's very insightful it's very very powerful as well might have shed a tear two towards the end because it, it's just it's so funny but so like sad and oh it's it's amazing honestly I recommend it to anyone really
0: did you listen to it as an audiobook or did you read it
1: yeah I listened to it on audiobook
0: I think that would be a really great medium to listen to his story. Does he narrate it as well?
1: Yes, he narrates it as well. It's really, really good.
0: Yeah. It makes such a difference when the author narrates. Definitely.
1: definitely, Yeah.
0: So I have two books that I have been um, tossing up about. One of them would be Becoming by Michelle Obama, but I've definitely spoken Mm -hmm. about that one on the podcast before. And and it's certainly something I want to reread. And Mm -hmm. I think rereading it as an audiobook would be fantastic because she also yes. narrates it.
1: Yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: My other book um, that I, that I've added, um, I, I think is a really integral one. And I think it's quite an important one for me personally, having read this book and then it's kind of opened up the whole uh, genre to me, but it would be the help by Catherine Stockett. And so most people have probably heard of this book before or maybe seen the movie, but we essentially see what it is like for uh, Black women who are living within Mississippi in in the early 1960s and who are working um, as housemaids for each of the different families across – I'm trying to think of the name of the the place where – well, yeah, within Mississippi (laughs) – in particular one of my favorite characters is Skeeter so Skeeter herself was raised by a um, black maid Constantine and uh, this woman essentially raised her and so due to that connection she's built with her she's also created that sense of empathy for what uh, for what Constantine and also her friends are um are going through and experiencing at the at the at the hands of people like her own mother um, and her friends' mothers as well. Um, And then even some of her friends within this society too. It's funny in, in a way that it can be humorous. It's hard hitting in the way that it, it needs to be, especially grow, especially during the American set, especially in the American South during the 1960s, but it also Mm -hmm. looked, takes a closer look into like womanhood um, mother-daughter relationships the idea of a caregiver and nature versus nurture um, and the way that we we view each other and we view the world around us so it's 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 a really great gateway into historical fiction from this time
1: i really like that i'm going to add that into my tbr actually
0: (laughs) have you ever come across the movie before
1: I have not actually. I've heard of the title a few times, but I did not know it was a film with Emma in it as well. So yeah, definitely going to look that up as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good. The, the film is also done really well.
1: Oh, that's good to hear. Um, yeah, and when you said Becoming, that's, um, I was actually listening to the audiobook of that and then also reading the book um, sort of simultaneously, but then Um, I dropped it because um, at that moment, I think the reason why I dropped both the audiobook and the physical book was because the audiobook, um, for some reason, I lost my earphones and I just have not been listening to any audiobooks in that period of time. So I've just sort of stopped. And then with the physical book, um, most of the time I read during my commute and I have the oh I have the hardback edition right here. Actually, I'll show it to you right here so oh, it's, so I've greedy. just been sort of, yeah, and like, I have like a bookmark here as well, I was a little bit through here, but then I stopped as well, so I was like, I want to read this at a really good time, so I'm going to stop, Um, I'll just stop this right now, and I'll pick it up at another time, because it's a hardback, and I don't really want to lug it around my, my um, work bag or my uni bag, yeah. so <laughs> that's, those are terrible excuses, but I really want to pick it up again, it's really really soon yeah
0: yeah it is it is certainly um a fantastic read and it's just one for any woman really
1: like definitely it, yes yeah
0: yeah all right ready for number two <laughs> yep here we go all righty a dark academia
1: book oh okay
0: so I might go first with this one. Uh, this one has yep. been on my TBR for a little while, and I do even have a copy of it sitting on my shelves. Yep. I think it's certainly made a bit of a resurgence on Bookstagram in 2020. I uh, haven't yes. seen it as frequently mentioned this year. And it is yep. Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, the novel depicts an unnamed young woman who... Uh, She marries a wealthy widower um, and then she, so she moves into his home um, as you do Mm -hmm. when you get married and (laughs) the, the household seems to be haunted by the memory of his first wife um, it's also a Netflix adaption, but I think the Netflix adaption's kind of been modernized a little bit more see, than what yep. the original text is. But yeah, it's something that I certainly um, hope to get through soon when the mood strikes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. I, that's really funny, actually, because today I was out in the city and I was looking for um Rebecca as well um it was something I wanted to um I've just really um put put it down my um wish list I think a couple of days ago because people were saying that the book is very atmospheric and like haunting and sort of like Mm. dark um which I really really like in my books (laughs) um so yeah that's that's very interesting actually um I guess um, for me it would be um, the Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern. Um, I love Erin Morgenstern. and uh, I guess the Starless Sea is. Um, I don't really want to get into much of what the plot is all about, but if you're a fan of I guess literature and um, fantastical, adventurous um, stories and like stories within a story, that that's something you would really I, I think you would really like. Um, it's just very, um, it's a little haunting, but very beautiful, very like magical realism-esque as well. It's just, oh, it's beautiful. I really want to reread it again. It's its amazing.
0: I really struggled with The Starless Sea. So I've read Ooh, The Night did Circus. You? Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: and I DNF'd it. Um, okay. <laughs> and in fact, I loaned it to a colleague and I've never got, and I've never got it back. And I oh, okay. was like, Oh, I don't really. I'm not gonna push the point. I, probably, I don't really know if I want it back anyway. <laughs> I see, I see, yeah,
1: yeah, okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I also like I don't read fantasy very often either.
1: Ah so I, see. I think
0: that might have been why I struggled a little bit in particular with ah, it.
1: I see. Yep, yeah, okay. Did you enjoy the night circus? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think because I was able to picture the world of a circus. Already, ah, uh, yeah, and then the yep, yep. the magical thread throughout it seemed was the magical thread throughout it became a little bit more it became easier for me to grasp.
1: I see, yeah, yeah, through yep, the realm really of a circus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay,
0: all right. Book oh, prompt
1: book uh,
0: book prompt three. Here we go. Yeah. And we have got a book published in 2021. So a fairly open category. I'll let you go first this time, Kath.
1: All right. Thank you. Um, so I don't think I'll be answering this question very directly. Um, so I picked a book that was actually translated in 2021. It was actually um, initially published, I think, like early 90s. Like, oh, actually, it's 1937, I believe. So the book is How Do You Live by um, Genzaburo Yoshino. Um, It's a book that I've talked about a lot as well on my Instagram. Um, It's a Japanese translated sort of like um, coming of age um, children's classic. It's initially about a a little boy and his um, uncle and it's just about um, this boy, Copper. He is sort of navigating through life as a high schooler. Um, He's had issues with, I guess, his school, friends, Um, And also he questions a lot about like science and humanity and like society in general. And his uncle's like sort of there to like guide him through and give him all these like really good advice about like life in general. Um, And it's also a book that Hayao Miyazaki is adapting in his upcoming Studio Ghibli film. So that's very exciting because I am a huge fan of Hayao Miyazaki's work. Um, So yeah, I think that book is very inspiring it's a it's just really charming very sweet very wholesome um i think anyone of any age will enjoy it really yeah
0: never heard of it before but it definitely sounds like something to add to my (laughs) ever-growing tbr (laughs)
1: yes i think so
0: (laughs) and how awesome that it's been translated after so many years of being published as well
1: yeah. Definitely, and um, there's a forward by Neil Gaiman as well, and his forward is just is just beautiful. So it's that's a bonus for me, honestly. It's great.
0: That's awesome. Thank you very much for the recommendation.
1: That's all right.
0: <laughs> Mine is the Spanish Love Deception by Eleanor Armas.
1: Ooh,
0: now yeah. this has been all over Bookstagram, um, yes. And yeah, I have definitely been reading a lot more romance than what I normally would have two or three years ago and this one. Yeah. It just seems to not be going anywhere. Um, and (laughs) for people who aren't, who haven't heard of it before, this is a few words taken from the blurb, a wedding, a trip to Spain, the most infuriating man. So it sounds very enemies to lovers, which I am all for.
1: Um, Oh my gosh, me too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Fake dating also (laughs) seems a little bit to be in there too. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So sounds intriguing. The cover looks pretty. Yes. Looks like it might be worth the hype.
1: I agree. I agree. And um, it's funny because the author, I've been following the author for uh, maybe a few years on Instagram and just seeing her journey um, as an author and like, as they like wanting to publish her book and her loving romance herself. It's just, it's honestly really inspiring and it's just, it's just so, I guess really wholesome to see her like achieve her dreams in the end and having so many people talk about it and rave about it. It's just, it's, it's amazing. Honestly.
0: I think she would be responsible for me picking it up, like seeing it on her (laughs) Instagram. I'm not too sure how been, how long I've been following her for, but it came up uh, when she won one of the Goodreads awards and I saw it and I was like, Oh, I had no idea. I followed you on my bookstagram account like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's cool like and that yeah. made me go all right maybe I actually need to have a look into what this book is about <laughs> so yeah that's that's um that's really that's really special do you know what her, her bookstagram handle is off the top of your head
1: yeah it's the bibliotheque um I'm not sure if she's changed it in the past or anything but yeah I don't think she's posting as frequently anymore but um I, I love her pose they're really cozy And just her captions are so funny as well. So, yeah, I really love her account. So
0: also good content.
1: Yes, really good content as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. We've both had, um, we've answered some pretty diverse books so far. So let's keep going. Number four. All right. A book about forgetting. Okay, so mine would be "The Memory Police" by Yoko Agawa. Now if you've listened Ooh. to any other episodes this season, I've done an entire podcast episode just on this one, which was episode six. Um, mm-hmm. Have you read it?:
1: I have not, but I've seen it pop up on my YouTube a lot. I, I think this is something so many times.:
0: I think this is something that you will really like.
1: So, I am definitely adding that to my TBR. <laughs>
0: it's beautiful. And it's yep. a book that I borrowed off a friend and actually annotated in her copy. <laughs> <laughs> and then handed it back to her. Um, but it is, so it's set on an un- unnamed island, an unnamed coast, and objects and memories start to go missing. So anything mm-hmm. from hats to birds to roses to perfume, uh, one by one, all of these possessions start to go missing and the Mm -hmm. occupants of this island also lose their memory of these Mm -hmm. objects yep so again not one I want to go into too much because Mm -hmm. it is only a very little book and if you start to talk about it too much you kind of give away what happens in the book Um, it's a very sad ending very very sad ending okay um but it like it it deals with like memory loss loss of culture um any kind of like uh, trauma as well um and it just yeah it's it's beautifully done it's also a translation it was originally written in 1994 Ooh, um, and okay. i think it's quite recently been translated but it was just yes it was very surreal um and even for me someone who doesn't really read fantasy very often um, mm-hmm. I was still able to to sort of suspend my disbelief and um, immerse myself in this read. So yeah, that would wow. be mine for that prompt.
1: Amazing. I'm definitely going to look for that next time I'm in the bookstore. I really like to read that.
0: It's very hard to find. Like, oh, I, um, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't actually recorded my episode about the book yet. But oh, I, okay. um, I, so I've been trying to get my own copy of it. For that mm-hmm. very reason, so that I can use it when I'm planning for the, the podcast episode. I see um, yeah. And I h- end up having to like message my mate and I was like, hey, do you still have your copy or is it online <laughs> at the moment? Because I'm just going to have to borrow it. Back <laughs> off you. Like, even the library, all the copies were out at the library. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you find it, buy it. <laughs>
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't be one of those days where it's like, oh no, I might get something else. Like, if you find it, it's, it's meant to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what would be your prompts?
1: Um, I would have to probably go with the Poppy War by R.F. Kuang. That's really funny because that um, I was just talking about um, the Dragon Republic, which is the sequel to the Poppy War. Um, so. I guess forgetting isn't really a huge theme in the book, but I guess um, a little bit of that theme plays in the beginning of the story when we have our main character, Rin, who I guess is trying to, I want to say, um, run away, not run away, but I guess she wants to have like a new life and she wants to forget her her past and um, just sort of what she's been dealt with throughout her, um, I guess, um, childhood um, and so she she's just training really hard to get into this really um um very prestigious sort of like um military school and yeah so i guess forgetting is that just really small theme in that <laughs> in the very beginning of the book where she's just trying to um start a new life forget about that terrible life that she's had but i guess towards um the middle and um, you there is a a bigger forgetting theme but i'm not going to say it because it's it's um sort of a a spoiler but yeah that's that's just the book uh, that i'm going to pick and yeah the poppy War is amazing it's i do want to say that there's a bunch of trigger warnings with going into the book like sexual assault um i guess um murder animal cruelty suicide and all that it's it's not a very light read but it's very very impactful um it's also just really um, well written and very well fleshed out in general. Yeah, really, really good.
0: That one has done the rounds a little bit at my book club. Mm. <laughs> Honestly. In, okay. like, passed on between readers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, so we've done four book prompts. Do you think we've still got two more left in us?
1: I don't mind, this is really yeah. fun.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm really enjoying myself, so let's aim for two more. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> okay, number five. and it's slowing down and we have ah uh, I wanted, I wanted the other one to come up that it was an elite. it was so close by an, in, an indigenous oh, no. author
1: <laughs> oh I really wanted to talk about that as well but yeah okay
0: we'll see hopefully maybe it'll come up next time <laughs> okay. but the winner is a book that has the same title as a song all right so I'll let you go first this time
1: all right um so this isn't actually a book on my TBR or one that I've read before, but it's one that stuck with me for quite a while because when I first saw it, um, the song immediately popped up in my head and it's Since You've Been Gone by Morgan Mattson. Um, but the song is Since, you, Since You've Been Gone, I think. So it's not like exactly the same as the title, but, but yeah. Um, I, and I think Since You've Been Gone, the book um, is more about like a mystery, like con- not really contemporary, maybe, but there's there's like a um, a missing girl involved or something. Um, and then the song itself is like about like getting over a heartbreak, maybe. <laughs> so I guess um, not really the same sort of themes we have here, but that's that's the book that I'm gonna go for this prompt. I think, yeah.
0: Now I'm hoping you might be a little bit of a musical theater person to get my reference. <laughs> but (laughs) mine is Matilda by
1: Roald Dahl (laughs) oh I love okay yes well I am I won't say I'm a musical theater person per se I have a sister who who loves everything musical theater she's a huge musical fan um sadly I don't share the same sentiments um but Matilda (laughs) the book is the book I'm sorry (laughs) um (laughs) Matilda the book is amazing yes I agree
0: yeah, so Matilda is in like Matilda being like a um a, the musical, but also yeah. it could be Waltzing Matilda as well um could kind oh, of feed okay. in a little bit yeah. as a as yeah. a, as, a, as a title of a song. Um but essentially if you are listening and um, you are a book lover who doesn't like Roald Dahl or ha- wasn't exposed to it as a child, I would be absolutely <laughs> shocked. Uh, Matilda is a little girl who has a multitude of problems, um, in particular, her family. And she falls in love with reading and she Mm -hmm. also... Um, has a beautiful relationship with her teacher Miss Honey and as a teacher oh, like yes. reading oh. this book it's always like it's so sweet um, oh. and lovely and then we also have the um, the inclusion of magic as well that Matilda's yep. able to um, play some jokes and tricks on others around her as well and it's just beautifully done it's very heartwarming um it's full of imagination look it's a wonderful wonderful story um and (laughs) especially if you have a copy of it the the illustrations throughout by Quentin Blake are also beautiful too oh
1: I love that yes
0: and I actually have my favourite pair of pyjamas at the moment are my Matilda pyjamas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, lovely, lovely. Oh, I would love some Matilda pyjamas as well. <laughs> and they
0: have books all over them. There's like oh. pictures of her reading books.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. I had a crappy day at work one day and I went straight to Peter Alexander and bought myself a pair of <laughs> Matilda pyjamas.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, Peter Alexander. Do you know if they still have them? I would love them myself it would be
0: you know what it's probably like a few months ago that i bought them but they might oh, they might okay. still have them online like they could be on clearance look online yeah
1: i will i will look it up yes yes I they're beautiful <laughs> yeah. yeah i agree and i love the film from matilda as well i'm not sure if you've watched the film yes yeah. Yes, it's it's a favorite. <laughs>
0: yeah, even just the song, like, mm, 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 oh
1: like, yes, it's so it's so cute. I love that whole scene as well. Oh, I just, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I
0: had a little phase in twenty twenty where I downloaded TikTok, and it was obviously like <laughs> a super private because you you like <laughs> as as a teacher. And um, yep. one of my favorite TikToks I did was like a Matilda one. Where you oh. you play yourself like backwards, just like grabbing things and picking things up and it was oh. great. So it looks oh, like you're summoning
1: like, a, exactly, a coffee cup. Yeah. yeah. But you oh, actually yeah, that. you
0: play it in reverse. It's very cute. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for one last book prompt? Yes, we are. Okay, let's spin. okay all right it is a book about art or an artist
1: ah, oh, oh i am excited for this one <laughs> lovely do you want to go first or shall i Uh you can go first
0: okay mine is chromatopia by david cole mm. and i have i have read part of it but it is it's one of those books that's like a coffee table book so oh, it's not necessarily something you sit down and immerse yourself in like you would a novel. Um, yep. It's almost a bit like a like you know when you go to a, a gallery or a museum and you would pick mm-hmm. up a book and you, whilst you might not necessarily sit down and read it cover to cover, you kind of pick up little bits and pieces. So that's yes. probably how I would describe Chromatopia,
1: oh, and
0: in particular, Chromatopia is about the history of color pigments. Oh, wow goes into different color pigments so things like the color blue that's used in queen nefertiti's um, crown like a very Mm -hmm. famous Mm -hmm. crown Uh, it talks about like that pure noble purple color that we see associated with the roman empire and that really rare expensive sea snail that it comes from um, it's just it's so it's so good for someone who loves history like I do and I really oh, like wow. history in terms of art, like art history is something that's um I find really fascinating. This book goes yeah. into all those like little nitty gritty things about colour pigments. So yeah.
1: That sounds like an amazing read. I like that. Yeah, I think I might consider probably borrowing that off of the library or something mm. because yeah. But I feel like it's something you also like read through really slowly to just sort of like learn like from each page. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's um, it's beautifully done as well. Like when I say it's a coffee mm-hmm. table book, because it's obviously like a hard copy, but then the, yeah. like the use of color and photography throughout the book as well um, is very nicely done. I don't think it was oh, overly wow. expensive to purchase. Ooh, like, okay. It was quite a it's fairly small in when I say a coffee table book as well, like it's quite small and condensed. Um, but yeah, it's beautiful. It's very detailed. It spans across like ancient world to modern world. Um, yeah, I really like it. It's, I should pick it up more often than I do.
1: Amazing. That sounds really great.
0: Yeah. And what would yours be?
1: Okay. So mine is actually a fiction novel and it's about a fictional artist um it's the seven husbands of evelyn hugo by um taylor jenkins (laughs) reed i forgot the author's name for a while there so it's also another book that i recently finished and again actually i've i've mentioned three books in in this podcast now that is that made it to my 2021 favorites list so that's that's amazing (laughs) um yeah so the seven husbands of evelyn hugo is essentially about this um Iconic, glamorous um, artist um, in Hollywood, and uh, it's just what the title says. We go through her seven husbands, um, and she's sort of like this enigmatic um, artist. And she pretty much hand selected this journalist, um, and she's like, she's um, kind of like a um, starter, like a new starter in a, um, I guess, a magazine publishing company or something, and so she was like um why did the um Evelyn Hugo like hand select me to i guess talk about her story that she's never told anyone else and yeah we just go through like um Evelyn Hugo's history and um all about her seven husbands and it's just amazing it's uh it's it's the one book that has prevented me from looking at my phone for a good maybe 2 3 hours i could just go through it. i'm just flying through the pages and I'm like oh wow I'm 200 pages in and it's been like two hours and I I've literally not moved away from the book at all so it's it's just one of the books that really capture your attention from the very beginning and then it just keeps going on and on and the ending just the whole story in general is just very it's it's amazing I guess that's all I can say about it because I don't really want to um spoil anything but it's it's also really sad and very heart-wrenching um but also very like dramatic and very thrilling and very beautiful like beautiful um beautifully written so that yeah it's a it, i think it's my number one favorite book of this year as well so yeah that says quite a lot <laughs> and i know that uh, people who are listening
0: um this is obviously a lot, very audio well, yeah, we're, you're listening to this as an audio, but watching Kath's face as she talks about Seven <laughs> Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, you can tell uh, that it's something that, that she's enjoyed and that has stayed with her.
1: Um, Definitely. <laughs> and I would,
0: I would echo everything you said about that book. It is beautiful. And I can't believe yes. I waited so long to actually pick it up yes, and read it.
1: <laughs> same, same too.
0: It would probably, if I was doing like a podcast awards just for the bookstore and podcast, that book mm-hmm. I think has been mentioned the most across really? the, th- the three now four seasons yeah
1: and it's, yeah it deserves to be <laughs> exactly exactly i think initially i waited a while to pick it up because i was afraid of the hype and i was like oh i don't really know but then i read um daisy jones and the Six. i really loved that one as well um really liked it it's very similar in, in a sense that it's about like a famous band and like um just sort of like their history and like why they broke up in the end and all that so yeah um where was I going with this? Sorry. Um, yeah. So I was afraid of the hype, but then when I picked it, I was like, oh, "This is amazing. It's worth every single rave review. It's worth the hype. It's, uh, it's everything." <laughs>
0: it, it. Yeah. It. It really is. It is. Well, I have had a absolutely wonderful time talking to too, you about a too. range of books. You have been listening to the Story and podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and follow me on Instagram at the and Podcast. That's it. That's season four of the podcast done and dusted. I hope to be back later in the year with season five, but until then you can stay up to date by following me on Instagram at the book story and podcast.